Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 290. This week, we have one hell of a milkshot. Ivy League anti-Semitism. Shapiro takes aim at Tucker. Still no speaker. Big Stacy loses again. Racist Amber. We own a little Israel and milking the job market. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my part of this endeavor, Representative Emeritus, the man with the plan down at the beach on the canal, Ken Pullen. And still without a cell phone for a week. Uh, I don't know if I told you last week, but the first day we got down here, I was actually talking to you on my phone and I dropped it. We were, we were staying on the canal and dropped it off the, the dock into about 17 foot of ocean salt water. So it's actually been a very nice week, not scrolling through Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and social media and all that kind of stuff. It's not receiving any text messages. It's been kind of nice. I guess I'll get a phone sometime next week. Well, we have the tale of two weeks. Uh, if, if listeners can't tell, my voice is a little shot. What I thought was allergies last show was COVID. So you went to, so, you went to Greece and brought back a new strain of COVID from the Greek islands? Is that, is that what's that's here? That, that, the Grecian formula uh, <laughs> of COVID-19. <laughs> so when Georgia shuts down, we can blame it all on Dave. <clears throat> yes, I, I, am, I am patient zero. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought I, I thought it was I thought it was uh, uh, allergies. You know, I was just snotting a lot and coughing. Yeah, right. I'm like, man, that's all the golden rods uh, blooming. And you know, in Greece, you know, it's 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 most of it's desert. Uh, so there's not a, there's not a whole lot. Of, you know, there's not a whole lot of rain. So there was there's not a whole lot of stuff blooming. I mean, you have olives and, and things like that, but but not you know like grapes. But you don't you don't have like golden rod and, and things like that blooming. <laughs> right. Uh, so I thought, that's, that's what I thought it was. I kind of got slapped in the face when I got back here. And then, you know, Tuesday, I was run, running a, a, a fever. I'm like, man, some, something's not right Tuesday night. So Wednesday, Connie, Connie woke up not feeling good. So we both went to the doctor. And sure enough, we, we both popped hot for, for, uh, for COVID. Wow. It's a new strain. <clears throat> Thanks, Dave and Connie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not great, but it's not the most awful thing in the world. Yeah, you know, I hear people get... A lot of fevers of COVID now. I mean, people have it, but it's uh, it's kicked your tail this this week. It sounds like it has. It's been it's been a lot of a uh, lot of naps. So you got to lay around and watch the Braves lose to the Phillies again. I'm sure you watched. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's, you watched yeah. the games. I did. I did. Uh, that that was that was an ugly series. It was no game two was amazing. The way game two ended with the Braves winning, I just knew at that point they were going to come back and have a chance to win. And in the last game, three and four were just pitiful. But to go through one and three quarters of a game without scoring a run. I know. Terrible. Acuna just disappeared. He, he absolutely disappeared for, for that series. And look, I, I know there's a lot of pitching around him. Uh, he walked He walked a few times. He yep. scored. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they, hand, they handled him very, very well. And, and they had a game plan for Acuna, which was go ahead and let him have first. Yep. If, if 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 he's not going to swing, just go ahead, put him on. It's it's, uh, we're, he's much more dangerous with the bat in his hands than he is just on the back base paths. And then in the last game, whoever the guy from Philadelphia was that hit those two monster home runs, that was just oh yeah amazing. And then Bryce Harper just dominated Atlanta in the playoffs. 
I can't stand that guy, but boy, he is an incredible player. No, there, there are a few people that I that I, that I can't stand in baseball that I admire how they play baseball. Uh, Bryce is incredible. If, if if I didn't if I didn't if I was not a Braves fan, I would hate Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> right. I mean, look the 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 his swagger and the the dancing around and all this. And now it's not because I hate him because he's he's a bad person. It's because I'd hate him because I'm jealous and and it just kind of wears in our face that that obviously the Braves you know chose better than we did. But how do you go from 104 wins, best record in baseball, to to losing in losing in four? Well, let's well, say with the Dodgers, right? Dodgers had a second yeah. best record in baseball, and they got swept by Arizona. So they lost. They went out in three games. Now, Dodgers, I, I was reading about the Dodgers. They've got the oldest lineup in baseball, so they've got, sounds like, some retooling to do at a certain point. Braves still have an incredible – I don't know what the offseason looks like, but, man, even a pitcher the other night – what's his name, Snicker or Snedeker? Who, who pitched well, the game? Strider? Strider, Strider, yes. I mean, Strider is an amazing pitcher. He just hung a couple you know, off-speed he, pitches the other night that he got just hammered on. But, but that, he, dude, just pitchers stud. don't. Pitch, pitchers don't win games. Now right, they can lose right. games. Yeah, he did what he should have done uh, the other night. He gave up two or yeah, three I mean, runs. Yeah, if 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 you're in the playoffs and you give up two or three runs in seven innings with, yeah, with seven or eight strikeouts, yep. yeah, just just give us the chance to win. I mean, look, not everybody's Nolan Ryan. Uh, one of the one of the best quotes I if you ever saw uh, facing Nolan it was he goes out and throws. He goes comes back in. He goes, give me one run. Yeah, give me one. And you know that just doesn't doesn't exist anymore. Um, either I really think it has to do with coming into coming in with the best record in baseball yeah. and shifting into neutral. Yep, shifted for the last couple of weeks. Same thing happens yeah. in the NFL sometimes. Though. You know, when the, uh, whoever wins the division gets a week off between games, and the, the uh, wild card teams are playing. A lot of times, that wild card team will beat the team that had to break. I, I agree. You gotta you gotta keep playing somehow or finding some kind of. It's yeah, it's but it's such a fine line, you know. We're gonna we're gonna criticize Snitker uh, for doing that, but on the other hand, had he said, "Well, let's let's go balls to the wall, let's let's win 110, 115 games," and then you get in a Ronald Acuna injured, yep, or or Michael Harris injured in a Man, meaningless game, it really is, you know, game one sixty two, and and you have a, a a a blown out knee or even something stupid as dislocated finger. In baseball and football, dislocated finger, you tape that sucker up and play. Yep. That's why you got to get through that first series. It's so important. (laughs) Like if the Braves get through that series against the Phillies, they probably win the, they probably win it all. You just got to get through that first series. And that's what's so hard when you take a little bit of time off or, you know, tone it back a little, dial it back. It's getting, it's, it's getting back into gear. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, again, again, it's the, you've already, you've played 162 games at this point. You're tired. You're bruised. You're sore. Uh, baseball is a grind. You know, football is very much a injury hurts now. You know, recover over the week. But baseball is 162 games in six months, and it's a it's a grind. Yep. Well, they still had a great year. They had record attendance this year. I'm sure they'll oh. be competing for everything again next year. They just got to figure out how to avoid the Phillies in the first series of the year or first series of the playoffs. That's what's that's what's got in the last them. two years. Or just beat them, right? Just do your job. Yeah, play baseball. Beat them. Yeah, uh, they just, I mean, these are these are the same pitchers that they faced all year long. I mean, I can't remember how many series they had with Philly. It's got to be six it's or seven. A few. Yep. 
uh, well, it's probably an even number because they, they split uh, home and away. But uh, however many series they had, they 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 know each other. They faced each other. It's not it's not like Granky has any stuff that that they haven't seen. Yeah. It's not like he invented a pitch in the, in the week they had off. <coughs> and I and I apologize, to listeners, for the coughing stuff. I just can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here dying, but I'm, I'm but I'm here to entertain and inform the listeners on my way off this planet. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of a way off the planet, did you rage on Friday? I didn't. It was uh, it's, it was tough to rage at the beach, but I think you know uh, they cut who the, the Palestinians over there. The Hamas called for a day of rage. To Colonel Friday, I think I read a couple reports. I know a teacher got stabbed in France. There were some protests around, but it was nothing. You know, I don't think it was a, a major. I think the day of rage kind of fizzled out. But I know there were a lot of Palestinian protests in some of the bigger cities in the U.S. But they yeah, were yeah, and we'll get and we'll get some peaceful. of that in a minute. Yep. But, but uh, look, <clears throat> they they increased security around the Capitol, and, yeah, and you know. Certainly, everybody here in Georgia was carrying an extra magazine on them. I raged by not leaving the house. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it said your Congress lady said that uh, she was complaining that they had to work on Friday, and she said they should have sent all the congressmen home because of security type, blah, blah, blah. I think the Capitol is probably the safest place to be in the nation uh, on the day of rage. Next, day next, next the, to the White House. Yeah, next to the White House with all the security. So. She, I think she yeah, kind of overplayed the day of rage, but yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I, I don't like that victim crap. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, no, the, if, if they want a Friday off, pick a friggin' speaker. We'll get to that in a and minute we'll too. About, but we'll if you, talk want, about you want that the, again, you want minute. the day off, do your damn job, get it done early, and you can have Friday off. Exactly. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of high schoolers here. Hey, if you guys want to watch a movie on Friday, get all your work done by Thursday, and we'll watch a movie. Yep. Jesus. Just do your damn job. Get in your lane. But no, you're very rarely going to see anybody telegraph a punch like that. Yeah. And say, hey, we're going to bomb you on Friday. No, yeah, no, no. That's 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 not the way. We know from Central 11, that's not the way it works. It's, there's a lot of chatter, then it goes quiet, and then something happens. No, they don't, they don't say, they don't do what the Israelis do and say, if you don't get out, we're going to kill you. Yep. Which is about the most polite way of doing warfare that I've ever seen in my life. It is, it is. Because everything I've, I've always learned about warfare is surprise. Hey, they're, they're like, no, we're, we're, gonna, we're going to blow up this house right here tomorrow at noon. Move. So, oh, anyway. Oh, we had the, the, the Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash. Yeah, see, I didn't see the, the Ring of Fire Eclipse. I could totally miss that. I, you know, I wasn't even looking for. I, I haven't been off my porch in a week. Oh no, I did walk off the porch. I had to take the trash to the street. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't left the, the property line, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a good thing. <clears throat> uh, I, I, we'll just we'll just keep our infection in house. Yeah, you don't want to be spreading that new uh, strain of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. Go ahead, every, every kid who comes over for Halloween, I'm gonna get, get, go down and give him a hug. Like, you look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> go, my little minions, spread spread the COVID. But no, that's a, it's a cool thing. I saw people on Facebook looking for uh, 
looking for for the special glasses. I think the last one I just used a welder's a welder's helmet. Yes, that's something that that normal American men have laying around the garage is a welder's mm-hmm. helmet. And I don't even own a welder. <laughs> so we're we have a this woman's lucky to be alive category here. Wow. And I'm, I, my my comment is that <clears throat> mugshot, yo. Crazy oh, mugshot. I, yeah, this has got to be the luckiest woman ever to be still alive after what she did. <laughs> yeah, she, she stabs a cab driver on the way to the airport. Yeah, and he still drops her off at the airport. So she's going to the international terminal. She's got that's, a, that's professionalism right there. Yeah, that is a, professionalism. She's in a taxi. She reaches around and stabs him in the shoulder, grabs his cell phone, throws it out the window. And then he still drops her off at the airport. Well, let me tell you something about me, Kenny. If you stab me, I'm not fixing your air conditioner. <laughs> and I'm not dropping I'm, you off at the airport. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I might drop you off somewhere, but it's going to be it's gonna be in a trash bag. Yeah, so um, this, this lady gets out at the but, airport. But, this, but I'm not finishing my job after you stab me. <laughs> no, not at all. So <laughs> this guy, actually, she, she got dropped off at the South Terminal. But she stabbed him while, while they were passing an international sign for the airport on going on 285 South. So he still had a couple miles to drive. So she stabs him. He still keeps going. He drops off at the South Terminal. She walks in brandishing this knife inside. And, you know, the cops here right away, police officers and a U.S. deputy marshal begin following. Her name was Demarius Milton. Uh, she swiped at a Delta employee with the knife. Lieutenant David Cannon, he he hit her with pepper spray. It didn't affect her. And then she stabbed him in the leg, and they still have not shot this woman. I'm truly amazed that they didn't they didn't shoot this woman. <laughs> well, you know, I have a I think I have an explanation for the cab driver. Yeah, uh, a good one for I, him. I, yeah. I I no, I would I would assume that she told him uh keep driving or I'm gonna yeah, stab, I'm gonna you, stab again. you again. Right, I'm gonna kill you. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And and you're you're in a very uh, uh, disadvantageous position uh, driving a car and having someone sit, sit behind you. Um, yeah, and you can see when she but, goes into the airport, people saw her. I mean, people videotape naturally. People are running all over the place at the airport trying to get away from this woman. I'm just shot. She, she didn't get shot by police officers. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't get shot by anybody else. I know. Look, you, you can carry a gun in the airport. You just can't carry it yes, by security. can't carry it by security. So if, if you're just there picking up your kid... I mean, there's no reason not to. Have, I care if I have to go to the airport and I'm not, and I don't have to go through security. If I have, sometimes every once in a while I have a meeting there or something like that. You're damn right, I'm armed. But yeah. but I also think there's there's a there's a real danger to discharging a firearm within the confines of of the airport. Yeah, good for the police officers and using some caution, restraint, here. restraint. I mean, I guess they knew there were a lot of other people around. And if they discharged a firearm, it had a possibility of you know shooting a, a bystander. Well, well, you know we had a we had a case out here. It's a, it's a bar called Two Seventy Eight South. It's a well, it used to be a dive bar. It's actually kind of a it's kind of a restaurant, uh, bar food, kind of live music place. <clears throat> it's actually got a lot classier over the years now that it became it got new ownership. Uh, but somebody got mad, was high, and then uh, hopped in his truck, drove it through the front door. Wow. Ran over people. I don't think he killed anybody. And a couple of people came over and, and oh, he, he was shooting through his windshield as he's doing this. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, but what, what did not happen is it, 80% of the patrons of that place are armed. 
This yes. is Paulding County. All right. No one fired a shot. And wow. when people, when asked to a person, they said, this is a crowded bar. You have to, you have to make it, you have to make a perfect shot. Yes, I, I guess that was the reason at the airport. The officers and, just knew. And I, I applaud the professionalism there. Yeah, I do too. I absolutely applaud the professionalism is, is they sacri- literally sacrificed their bodies rather than taking the, the off chance of, of winging a kid or, or, or over penetrating. Cause this person doesn't look very big. I mean, uh, uh, you put a, put a, you know, nine mil running at 1350 feet per second, go right through her like, like a hot knife through butter and, and pop somebody behind him. It happens yep. all the time. Ask Alec Baldwin. So she had a crazy mugshot that that's what you were laughing about. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never, yeah, she was I, looking down and I mean, she looked cross-eyed, cross looking down, eyed, making a face. I mean, it's, <laughs> We're gonna to have to put this on the page, uh, and Eric, if you, if you yeah, can tell we'll have us to how to, that. how to uh, time it, so it goes when the show drops. But, but yeah, it is. It is. That, honestly, I want that to be the new cover photo for our for our page. Yeah, I do like that much shot. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so higher education and lower thinking. Harvard students blame Israel, then quickly backtrack. Yeah, this was the middle of last week. Uh, so this, what started this is a letter started uh, making its way around Harvard from the Harvard College Palestinian Solidarity, or Solidarity Committee. And then all these student groups at Harvard started signing this letter, basically blaming all the attacks, all of last Saturday's attacks on the Israeli people, calling in the apartheid regime and forcing Palestinians to live in an open-air prison in Gaza. So I think this was one of those things where all the Harvard kids thought they were going to be cool and sign on to this letter that blamed Israel for all the Hamas attacks. Uh, what happened, though, really, really quickly is this, all these letters got out around all these, uh, all these kids signing these letters, and the kids realized very quickly that it was a bad thing at that point to have your name on a pro-Palestinian anti-Israeli letter uh, and it got really kind of uh, people started backing away they started resigning from I saw quite a few of the the leadership or like chairmen of these committees that signed on to letters started saying we didn't do this I didn't know what was in the letter we just signed it and their names were being doxed online I don't know if you saw that but there were trucks driving around with the, the people's names I, I on the side of the letter right so they quickly started getting doxed and then they quickly backed away as fast as they could from this letter and denouncing the letter. But yeah, I thought this was interesting. The Harvard kids just stepped in it, right? And they were worried about, I saw one of the people signed it. She was worried that she wasn't going to be able to find a job after she got out of Harvard and working for one of the big banks if her name was associated with this anti-Israeli letter. Well, and that's what I was about to say. It, actually, there was a, a very large uh, business owner who said, yep. I won't hire any of these kids. Yep. Uh, uh, now, look, it, yes. Especially, look, if your name is Dave Roberts, it doesn't matter. Of course, there aren't many <laughs> Dave Roberts that, who graduate Harvard in 1996. But, uh, uh, but if your name is unique, and actually, <laughs> your name could be unique, Unique Jones. Um, yeah, that's going to come up because they're yeah, going to Google your name. 100%. Yep, and it's going to be attached to this letter that, that and, they sent yeah, out. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's not just going to work... And I, th- I think it was pretty offensive for her to say, I want to go work for a bank and there are Jewish people there. That's, that's fairly anti-Semitic there too. I mean, I mean, good Lord. Uh, but, but yeah, but, but for somebody like me, 
if yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not Jewish, but you damn right. I, I support Israel and I support anybody's right to, to, to worship the, uh, their, their God in any way they see fit. Uh, but yeah, if I saw this, if I was like, no, I'm not hiring that person. But then again, I was 18 to 22 once also, but they had a term for me when I was 22 years old. It was Sergeant and I was a leader of men. Um, but, uh, but I digress, but yeah, I was a stupid kid too. So you, you, you chalk some of that up to just being stupid kids. Yeah. Look, I talk to my two teenagers about this all the time before, I mean, everything's on the internet, right? So, uh, as you go through life, you have to, any decision you make like this could affect your future next 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Uh, so I think these kids thought it was cool to support Palestinians. And when all this stuff came out, they, they're like, oh, crap, this is truly going to affect my future. Well, there's, there's a couple things going on. One, they don't have any historical perspective. They're obviously uh, not being taught uh, anything at the school. Right. Uh, they they have a, a moral equivalency that doesn't make any sense. And I've seen this with, uh, what's his name? Is it Cor- it's Cornell something. Uh, he's a professor, uh, he, uh, big, big Afro, s- super good guy. He's, 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 he go, he's, he's very liberal. He goes on, but he's willing to go on conservative talk shows and have the arguments. But he's an Ivy, he's an Ivy League professor. Uh, I can't remember which school he goes. It may be Harvard. But this moral equivalent saying that, well, Palestinian children are dying too. Well, there's a difference. The Palestinians, the Hamas, is using those children as shields. Right. The, the Israelis don't use their children as shields. That's not what happened. The, the Hamas, the Palestinians, it's unfair to say the Palestinians, Hamas specifically targeted civilians, and that's a difference. Israel gives a warning. Hey, y'all, we're going to bomb. Yep. Move. And they give warnings. And the Palestinians don't obviously didn't do that, or else they, they sure as hell wouldn't be a, a music festival that day. No, there was but no to, warning. To, yep. That was, the, to, that was to, the sickest thing about this is well, to, attacking to, a music festival. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, but to, to, to try to have moral equivalence between collateral damage, which is a shame, and it happens in every war, collateral yep. damage, and a purposeful act of aggression that is so horrendous that we haven't seen anything like that since the Holocaust with bashing babies' heads against walls. Yep. We, we just don't see that. We don't see that in this world anymore. I'm sure if you want to go back to Genghis Khan and, and Vlad the Impaler and things like that, but throughout human history, we've, we've seen things like that where you, you want to rub uh, someone's DNA off the face of the earth. But we haven't, we haven't seen evil like that since 1930s Germany. No, no, you know, it's a recording of us recording this podcast. There's still a lot of uh, prisoners uh, being held by Hamas. And I think there's still how many, I forget how many Americans, it's somewhere, I think it's under 10 is the numbers they have, but there's a lot of other countries that still have prisoners and they're still got babies held hostage and a lot of young well, people. The, the, the one video that keeps showing over and over and over, and I, it, it just, it, it, made me, it makes me sick is the Jeep pulls up a, uh, um, a terrorist gets out, goes to the back, pulls a woman out. Yes, who has right. blood running down her legs and her butt is just is just covered in blood. Yep. And you know what happened to this poor woman. Uh, I mean, she didn't just sit into she didn't sit down in blood. Um, 
and that and they show it over and over and over. It's 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 not that I don't think it should be seen because I, I think it, it people need to have that impact. They need to see what's happening. It's just it's it's so sickening to see it over and over. And mm-hmm. as we record, I saw a quote from a father saying he thanks God that a seven year old is dead and not being held by Hamas. Yeah, I saw that. Very sad. That's that's that is that is a statement of how horrible the treatment is for for those who are being held by 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 Hamas, as they say. And of course, now we've got the the northern fighters starting to 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 dip their toe in a little bit. But I I, I really don't think they want a piece of. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> you ever you ever say the wrong thing to a guy in a bar in real and then he stands up and go, oh. Yeah, I don't think they want that. And then just to get in this Harvard story, I don't know if you saw Harvard's one of the worst free speech universities in the United States. I think they were ranked like one or two from a worst free speech areas. You just Harvard doesn't have free speech unless they like your speech. But now they've come out and say they they let this go through because they're such a bastion of free speech in the U.S. and that's what makes their university so great, which is just total BS. I mean, there's no free speech at Harvard. But then when they get called on the rug, their excuse is we allow any type of speech on campus, which everybody knows Harvard doesn't allow any type of speech on their campus. I can't remember who it was that sent his degree back to Harvard, took his diploma, mailed it back to him. Said he didn't want anyone. Maybe Pete Hegseth. Yep. Uh, but but said he didn't want it anymore. Which is which is the same thing as John Kerry throwing his medals over the over the fence of the White House. It's, it, the piece of paper is not what gives you your education. I mean, you're still a Harvard alum, no matter how much you may you may try to to, to downplay it now that you're su- successful. Yep. Just exactly. like if I, if I were to take if I were to take my medals and throw them away, it really doesn't matter. They're on my record. It's not it's not like I need to produce them to anybody. So it's kind of a useless thing, but it was it's, it's symbolic, I guess, of of how much how far Harvard's fallen. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, you know, Harvard used to be a very conservative uh, uh, institution. That's not anymore. Uh, politically and 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 uh, socially conservative, you were expected to to conduct yourself with a certain amount of decorum mm-hmm. because you were going to the premier university in the new world. Right. You were you were expected to conduct yourself as as gentlemen and ladies, and and be there for your studies. And somehow that that has turned into I don't know Clayton State University. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't let any of my kids go to Harvard at this point. Even Luke wants to go to law school. There's I don't think there's any way I would I would want him to go to Harvard Law at this point. But it, it opens up some doors. It's just <laughs> it I don't. Does I, do I, that. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think at this point. I think your your boy's personality is probably pretty well, uh, pretty well put together. I, I, by the time he's twenty two, going to go into law school, I don't. I I don't think showing up at Harvard Law is going to is going to pervert his his worldview. But it sure would probably it might get him a chance to clerk for a uh, for a Supreme Court justice, which would be really cool. Oh yeah. So anyway, screw Harvard. You know what? I'm gonna send my I'm gonna send my diploma back to him too. I just have to I have to pull it out. It's written in crayon. <laughs> so Shapiro goes after Tucker. Uh, ben Shapiro. People don't know. Super 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 smart guy. Yeah, Jewish. Uh, he's a he's a Jew. Uh, yeah, and, and proudly so. I mean, runs uh, the Daily uh, Wire. Where's yep. runs the Daily Wire? Where's a yarmulke wherever yep. he goes? I mean, is is very 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 proud of being Jewish. Yes, he is. Uh, very he conservative also, too. Very conservative. Yeah. He, 
and he takes on all comers, just like I was talking about. Uh, he does. He's incredible like that. He, oh yeah, he, he goes. He'll go on Rogan. He'll go. He'll he'll go on. He, I have a feeling if 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 we had enough listeners, if I call if I called up his people, Shapiro would come on here. I mean, yeah, it's, no, he's, he's very he will, good, and he can. He will take on very, everybody. He does, and he he's really good countering claims. If you've ever seen him speak, he doesn't get mad or aggravated. He's just he's one of the best I've seen with. Uh, really talking about the conservative movement and what's going on in America. I, and, I listen to his and, podcast almost every day. In principled. Mm-hmm. It's, he, 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 he doesn't talk about feelings. He talks right. about principles. Uh, you know, just like when we talk about uh, social programs, when we talk about eliminating social programs, we're not talking about the feelings of these poor people. We're talking about the principle of stealing from one, giving to another. Yep. And Shapiro does the same thing as he's very much on principle. He gets to be a bit snarky sometimes, but he ne- I've never seen him just lose his crap and raise his voice. Yeah. Except except in print. I mean, I even when I read him, I when I read his print, I could I hear his voice in my head as I'm reading it. Yeah. <laughs> because he because he is he is snarky and and, I, and it amuses the hell out of me. I think it's funny. You know. <laughs> no, so what what happened this week is Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson. I'm sure a lot of people watch Tucker. He had uh he did an interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, who's running for president of the Republican Party. And he really downplayed the terrorist attack in Israel this week that claimed, you know, all these you know, thousands of lives in Israel. And, you know, what he what he was basically getting at is uh, what do we do next? Right. And and he suggested, you know, what is this going to lead to? Which is which is you can suggest that. Right. But he said this could easily lead to war with Iran and the use of nuclear weapons. Tucker then went hard at Nikki Haley, who a lot of people think has still has a chance to run for, you know, to beat Donald Trump. He went he went after her because Nikki Haley suggested Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu finish Hamas once and for all. And really what she meant by that is they need to go in and take out Hamas. And I mean, and truly just what she said. So what Carson is really kind of downplaying what was going on and saying we don't need to, you know, where is this going? Where is this going to escalate to? So you know, ben Shapiro from Israel, Jewish, got a big Jew, you know, Jewish family. You know, he really took a lot of offense with that. And I think he was right. I mean, I, I think Tucker was just trying to play this. Yeah, I don't know what Carson, you know, I don't know what Tucker's stick is sometimes. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's always trying to be the sort of the edge lord on a lot of these type issues that are going around. And I, yeah, look, it's I'm I'm tired of his shtick. I'm tired of his constipated face. Yeah, I know. Uh, 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 it just, you know, I don't, I don't. The only time I'll catch Tucker Carlson tonight is like when I got home last, last, last week. Yeah. And turn, just turn, have to turn on the TV. And I'm like, oh my God, the world's on fire. And just, you know, Tucker just happened to be the person that was, that was at the desk at one point when I, when I turned the TV on. Cause I, cause I, I literally stayed up till, uh, you know, two o'clock in the morning, just staring at it, <laughs> you know, you know, I was just, in, I was just, just in shock. I was shocked that this happened while I was in the air. Um, and oddly enough, I do have a friend who was in the air during 9-11 was forced to land. Jeez. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a, uh, she's a council person out here. Uh, but anyway, it just, I was, I was just, I was kind of, kind of in awe because, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, flying back, kind of go through my head of places I want to go. Cause you know, I, I love history so much and Israel's on towards the top of the list. All right. 
So, you know, Connie and I are talking about that. And, you know, I've got satellite got satellite radio in the truck. So it's not even like I, I heard news come over the radio or anything. Where you have to just listen to, uh, uh, I don't know, rock bar or, or uh, yacht rock or something like that on, on satellite radio. So I didn't even hear that. You know, come in, get the bags in, turn the TV on. I was like, what the hell? But, you know, Haley is known for being hawkish. Yes, yeah, I mean, and along I think, with Senator Graham, I mean, Lindsey Graham took a lot of flat. I mean, I think Lindsey Graham was kind of over the top this week. But, like, I don't think what Nikki Haley said was outlandish. I just think she said they need to destroy Hamas and take care of them once and for all. I don't disagree with that at all. Well, um, and, what, and, and what Haley needs to realize with, with some of the stuff she says, and, and Ramaswamy and Shapiro and Tucker, is that, one, we're being lied to. This is not. This is not on. Per, this is not bad thing. Uh, everything that the that that you you hear that uh, oh, we're hearing from defense officials that they're going to do this. No, no, that's not. That's not the way you you fight a war. Right. The other thing is, Israel is surrounded by people who hate them. Yep. Everybody on uh, all sides. Uh, well, only the East doesn't hate them, and that's the Mediterranean. Uh, yeah, they're surrounded by people who would rub them out in a heartbeat. So you have to be very delicate to where the the Muslim world is tolerating this uh, this offensive because of of what happened and the fact that they're 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 not going after civilians. Uh, So the Muslim world is tolerating it. And the Muslim world does not have a huge affection for Iran. Uh, I don't know if we said on the show or before the show, but they're they're the Arabs and the and the Persians are two different people. Yep, two very different people. Uh, and they don't necessarily like each other. They're they're bound by their faith. Uh, and look, in the absence of Christians and Jews, Muslims fight each other. I mean, look at the Kurds in Iraq. Uh, uh, so you know, given you know, given the absence of 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 Christians and Jews to kill, they'll kill each other. Uh, because my version of Islam is better than yours. <clears throat> so. I think I think Shapiro uh, is was right to go after to Tucker a little bit, but I also think that he's got a little bit of a raw nerve right now, and I don't blame him at all. Um, I, I, th- I think he's he's he, he I think Tucker uh, may have landed on Shapiro's uh, a raw nerve and yep. and got the brunt of a very smart, very well written individual. <laughs> but you know I I you know I, I'm 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 on Haley's side here, I would love I would love to see the Israelis link arm to arm and just lay waste to it. But you just can't do that because next you know Jordan's invading, Egypt's invading, and uh, Lebanon's invading. If you, if, you and, over, yeah, if you go too far, you could lose some public uh, support and sentiment here. If you go too far, but I'm like you, well, I want them to wipe out the bad guys. They need to go in there and. But I mean, over there, it's hard to tell who a good guy and a bad guy is. A lot of times, right? I mean, how do you know? Who's good in a lot you, of those cases? I don't know how you tell a Jew from a Muslim, right. because 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 they're they're of the same people. The very they 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 there's a huge divergence in in belief system, and and it happened you know a couple thousand years ago, but ethnically speaking, they're from the same area, they're from the same bloodline, and it's 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 their leaders that have made them made them say, hey, you're different from those people. Because, because we're not, we, you know, uh, just it's it's like it's like the civil war with us is is we're of the, we're the, of the same people killing each other because our leaders told us we were different. 
So, uh, you know, but yeah, Lindsey, Lindsey Gramnesty. Well, he was a, he was a hero of a week of the week, a few, a few years ago. And even then I said, don't worry, he'll, he'll, he'll turn back into Lindsey Graham. And sure enough, he did. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know. I don't get it. Just if, if you can't just, just go about the business of the Senate, Lindsey, stay in your lane. Yep. So we still don't have a speaker, <clears throat> but as <laughs> I don't think Scalise, we're any closer, right? No, Scalise is out. Yeah, so Steve Scalise and, and, was like the favorite after Kevin McCarthy said he wasn't going to run again. Then it was Steve Scalise against Jim Jordan. Uh, and and I and I think Scalise stepped aside out of love for the party. I do too. Look, there's only. The majority that the Republicans have in Congress right now, all it takes is four people to say no to a particular person, and they cannot be elected speakers. That's the that's the majority here. And I think what you're seeing is the Democrats in Congress are saying, we're not going to help you guys pick a speaker. So, And what I mean by that is the Democrats could pull off 30 or 40 votes, and they could vote for Kevin McCarthy, for example, and it wouldn't take as many Republican defectors. You know, it would take a lot more Republican defectors, which they don't have. But at this point, the or, Democrats have or stepped vote back. Present. Yeah, so but at this point the Democrats have stepped back and said, We're not helping you guys pick a speaker. You gotta figure it out in your own party. And all it takes is about four. And and Thomas Massey, who I mentioned quite often on the show, is against he was against Steve Scalise. But all some of the demands of these guys are really simple. Just pass a budget. Like do a follow the law that they're supposed to follow the rules that Congress is supposed to be doing. And Congress is supposed to be passing a budget every single year. All they do is pass these continuing, continuing resolutions every single year, which all that is says, if we spent a trillion dollars last year, we're going to spend a trillion dollars plus 5% this year. So it's garbage, right. right? So it's garbage budgeting. So a lot of the guys now on the right, sort of the conservative branch are saying, all these new people that are coming up the run for speaker, they're not changing anything. It's just that we might as well have Kevin McCarthy back. It's the same old, same old. And now Jim Jordan, who is one of the most conservative members, is the only guy left at the moment that's still running. But then I think the moderates in the party don't like Jim Jordan. So they're at this point now where nobody has, and almost you almost have to have 100% support of the party. And I don't know who it's going to be. I think this could... I don't know when this is going to happen or when, you know, when they will well, actually get to a point where they can nominate a speaker. We also have, I can't, I can't remember which congressman it is. He's a Republican congressman. He's in Tel Aviv. And the last I saw, now keep in mind, I've been napping a lot. Uh, the last I saw, he was in Tel Aviv coordinating uh, flights, getting Americans on flights, mm-hmm. which is very nice, but it's very grandstandish. Like he could, uh, he could, he could, support somebody doing it and get his ass back to Washington and help his party pick a friggin' speaker. Yeah. So it's, that's down to one three, vote. it's down to three votes uh, without him there. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Georgia Congressman Austin Scott, who Austin represents, he's down around the Macon area. He was actually, he used to be a Georgia state representative back in 1997. And then he uh, was elected to Congress back in 2011 he actually ran against uh, Jim Jordan a couple of days ago to see if he could win, but he lost an 124 to 81 vote. So I don't think anybody wants Austin Scott to be speaker, but I think what it shows is there's about 80 people that don't support Jim Jordan. 
Uh, so I, I don't know where but, this is going. My guess is but, Kevin McCarthy's going to be the next speaker. I think he's going to jump back in at some point. Maybe Buddy Carter. We talked about before, before yeah, the show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about Buddy uh, Carter potentially because because in. he's he's much like uh, uh, Jim in the fact that he's he's on TV constantly. He is. He's, he's, he's a he's a nationwide figure. People he's know sort of who unprincipled, he is. Right? There's not a lot of. Uh, yeah, he's he, <laughs> he's he's a he's a political weather vane. Yes. Whichever 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 way the wind's blowing, he's he's down with it. Yep. Um, I think he's got his eyes set on Senate, but he, he doesn't he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell against running against Kemp. No, he doesn't. That's just that that he did that that timing the Kemp is going to be coming out of office as uh, as unless Kemp goes, yeah, comes man, unless Kemp goes private sector and makes yeah you know, millions of dollars in the private sector, I think Kemp runs for Senate. But I don't think he's broke as it is. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to do that. But look, this. Uh, uh, this speaker stuff, I mean, look, I don't mind it. They're not doing anything in D.C. at the moment, uh, which I think is probably pretty good for, for all of us. But it's going to look yeah, really bad for Republicans next year. We're down to 35 days. Yeah, and they're just going to this on this On this continuing uh, continuing uh, spending, we're down to 45 days. Is, yep. is, is, and and that's, that was my problem with throwing McCarthy out. There was, was no plan after throwing him is, out. Well, there was, there was no plan. Not just that, it was, this was a 45-day piece of patchwork. And to lose your mind over over a 45-day piece of patchwork, all it was was just a stopgap and let's let's sit down and let's start budgeting. Yeah. That's all it was. It wasn't a 12-month a continuing uh, uh, resolution. It was literally a month and a half, let's sit down and figure this out. I would like to have Jim Jordan in, though, but I think I've heard the uh, third district congressman, my congressman, doesn't support Jim Jordan. I would not that he cares what I think, but I, I think Jordan would be a great speaker, but he does have a lot of ideology to him. So I, I think what we've said a speaker's well, got to be so, one of these snake oil salesmen that can cater well, but, to everybody. And Gingrich did too in 94. Yeah, right. You, you, but you got to understand, he came in with the contract with America. He came and said, this is what we're going to do. Yep. This is what I want to do. Put me in the speakers. And, and he was already, <clears throat> I hate to compare comparison to Pelosi, but when the Democrats took over, there was no question who was going to be the speaker. They knew right. it was it was, it was going to be Pelosi. We had no such plan when the Republicans took took over again. <clears throat> so it's kind of embarrassing that the Democrats, if they if they win the House this 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 coming election uh, season, they know exactly who's going to take the speaker's chair. There's there's no. There's no if, ands, or buts. I mean, that's just, they know exactly who's going to take the chair. They've got their crap together on that, and and with with that stuff. Yep. Republicans have no idea. It's like, uh, who wants to do it? You want to do it? I don't want to do it. You want to do just it? Go, they're just do going it. down the ranks at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm 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 about ready to call Margie and just tell her, hey, throw my throw my name in the in the ring. Just say, hey, I got a constituent out there. It says <laughs> you guys you guys are a bunch of morons. He'll come he'll come and do it. That's funny. All right, so Georgia's uh, voting law was upheld in federal court. Sorry, Stacy. I know this was the uh, this was the voting law that was passed a couple years ago, where everybody claimed it was disenfranchising, you know, black voters around the state of Georgia by uh, eliminating or putting limitations on drop boxes, voter ID, and disallowing water handouts to voters in line. I don't know how not being able to hand out water is uh, a racist uh, law. But what this federal judge this week has said, you have not proven, you know, he told Stacy's organization at Fair Fight Action Group, that they did not prove that this law impacted 
black voters. They said, you know, basically, you can't tell me that not being able to hand out water in line is a disenfranchisement to black voters. Well, not not just that is, look, you cannot hand them water. (laughs) Water could be made available. Yes. And, and most, most precincts out here, you know, obviously I don't, I don't travel the yeah, entire but you state. Can't, looking, yeah, uh, an outside you, you group can, can't come up and hand out water with stickers on it that says right. vote for Stacey yeah. Abrams. 100%. Yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't wear a, uh, uh, you know, pulling for, for state house t-shirt, hand out, hand out bottles of water. However, I can go take a pallet of water and drop it off under, under a, a, a pop-up tent and, and tell people they're welcome to come and, and grab it can, while, while they're waiting in line. And you can pass out water outside a certain number of feet from the polling locations also. So you can still do yeah, that. Yeah. I, I forget what the number of feet it's, is. It's, but, it's the same number of feet where you can carry a gun yep. so, or campaign. So it was good. That I, I'm, look, I'm surprised that the federal judge upheld the law. It's good that he did. Uh, and I hope this finally puts like the nail in the coffin to all these lawsuit challenges over that uh, Senate bill that was passed a couple of years ago in 2021. I, put, I hope it puts a nail in the coffin of Stacey Abrams. Stacey uh, Abrams uh, fair fight. Well, not Stacey Abrams. I'm not, I'm not threatening to kill Stacey Abrams. I mean, yep. I don't, I don't own an elephant gun, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, I hope it, I hope it just, just fair fight, just go away. Yeah. I know. Take all, I, take all your money, donate it to whichever person you think should be the next Democrat governor of Georgia and just go away. Yep, I agree. All right, so Amber Alerts are racist now. <laughs> I just saw this story. So California, everything's crazy comes out of California, right? So now we have Amber Alerts today that come out when someone's abducted. I didn't realize those were racist. So now California passed a law where when a, a black youth or a black woman is abducted, we'll have a new ebony alert that's going to come out. So California basically says that when Amber Alerts are sent out, then, um, you know, basically 38% of children reported missing in the U.S. are are black. The the U.S. population is 14% black, but they said the black children are disproportionately disproportionately classified as runaways in comparison to white children, and they don't get the same level of, uh, like, importance and kind of people looking at Amber Alert. I don't know. Look, it. I don't know how this can be any different, but they say this is going to mitigate the racial inequities when it comes to black women and children when they go missing. So now if you're black and you go missing, there'll be an ebony alert in California. If you're white and you go missing, there'll be an amber alert. What if what if your mom's white and your dad's black? I think you get two alerts at that point. You get two. What about what about uh, what about Latino? (laughs) Yeah, I, mean, Latina, are, are, I think Latinos are still going to get the Amber Alert, but we could. Okay, it's, it's not it's not going to be like a Chicano Alert. No, or I, th- like I think that. I, mean, I think that's where we're going. I think every every group of people in the U.S. is going to uh, get a different alert system. I, I'm not sure how this helps uh, black children and black women by having a separate alert for them. Because when I receive an Amber Alert, I look at it and say Toyota trucks going down the road, and in my mind, I'm looking for. I've never thought about. I wonder if that person that's in this Amber Alert is white or black or Hispanic or German or Jewish or whatnot. Look, this is identity politics. It's every it's like, week that something's coming out of California with, with identity I, politics. It's amazing. I don't I don't even pay attention to Amber Alerts. They come <laughs> at a three o'clock in the morning. I know. And it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a Gwinnett. Yep. Like we're looking for a white Toyota Camry and uh, going up 985 towards Gainesville, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, I can't see it from my bed. 
I know. The only Amber looks I pay attention to is you're driving up the highway and you see the billboard or the uh, digital yes. boards. And it'll say Amber Alert, be on the lookout for this truck. So I guess now it'll be an Amber Alert and a, an Ebony Alert right in California. So it'll be two different yeah, types just, depending upon the race. Just stupid. It is stupid. Just stupid. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even know who, I, don't, I don't even know who he's pandering to at, at this point. I mean, at, at, at a certain point. Do, I just don't know how this helps. I really don't. I mean, I don't, I don't even know where I don't even know where the term amber comes from. I assume it's 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 the, uh, the it color. It must have been amber, a white girl, not, I guess. Not, I mean, was amber? I, I, I was I was thinking it was the color. I mean, it's not a red alert. It's not a not a green alert. So they need something. You know, you need color, amber. Okay, it's, so, it's amber, sort of a yellow no, it yellow was, color. It so, was uh, created in reference was it a girl? to Amber Renee Hagerman, who was abducted and later found murdered in 1996, and she was a uh, white girl. So. Yeah, the, the first obviously Amber racist was, was racist. Yeah, did not realize. Yeah, that. so so they they murdered a little racist girl. Yep. Back in '96, just good God, man, just Gavin New, just Governor Greasy is just no is just way. embarrassing. I know he needs to go away. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone, not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you could find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. And Ken, you have the mule. And I had to read that slower this week because my voice just won't hold out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably some there's probably some listeners going to get mad at this mule. To me, the mule this week is Donald Trump by a long shot. It's the guy cannot keep his mouth shut. This week he came out and said Hezbollah was smart. He said, you know, basically he said, but Hezbollah, they're very, this quote, but Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister, somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning, they attack. They might not be doing it. But if you listen to this juror, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. And then he went off. Then he went after the Israeli prime minister, Bibi Netanyahu, saying he did a terrible thing and his intelligence was weak. And then, you know, naturally, he patted himself on the back some. I'm not sure how this helps. I mean, it doesn't hurt or help Trump in a primary because primary voters, you know, they'll they'll something to this, right? I mean, if you support Trump, this is not important to you, but in a general election, this kind of stuff is going to impact Trump. Uh, I, I don't, why, I don't, I don't know that this statement will, I know, but it's, but why? it's, 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 it's this, it's, it's, it's this, his modus operandi yes, is his it's like, primary why? problem. Why get and up look, in front what, of a crowd of people and say this stuff? It just makes what no sense. Because he thinks he's a stand-up comic. He does. Yeah. And this is where that he's, was coming from. Yeah, he thinks he's a stand-up comic. Now, look, is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. Did did uh, uh, was there a huge intelligence failure here? Absolutely, there was. Is is now the time to discuss it? Absolutely not. Right. Let them get the bodies in the ground. Let them start putting some more, put some some Hamas bodies in the ground. Let them finish this operation, just like we did after you know after nine eleven. We knew there was a huge, huge intelligence failure. Yep. But that wasn't. That was not what we did. But there's no reason the, to pile on this week, uh, like right? We just did. It, it, and that's and that's my point. Is on 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 September 12th, we weren't we weren't hammering the CIA. Right. We were still trying to pull bodies out out of out of the wreckage. Yep. That's that that's that's the difference here. Is they're, they're still they're still cleaning uh, cleaning up blood of babies, and he's over there talking about the intelligence failures. Is he is he wrong? No, is it, it, and, I, and I hate this term too soon, because because you know I, I'll make jokes at a funeral, 
uh, <clears throat> I hate to hate the term too soon, but it's an inappropriate time because they have they have boots on the ground, and the former leader of the free world is insulting your commander in chief. Yep, exactly. That's the, not the right time to do it. Now, could could there are there ways to say that Hezbollah is very smart? Yes. Say they're not stupid. If you say we're weak up north, they're going to test it. They're not stupid. That's the way you say that. You don't say they're very smart. No. It, it, yeah, there were a lot of other ways for Trump that he could have really capitalized. No, I hate to say yes, and, there's, and, and, moment, but, and we have 50 um, years of evidence of better of ways Trump could say things better. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he could have organized <clears throat> flights over there to rescue the Americans being helped, you know, to bring back Americans that were in Israel. There's all kind of things he could do this week to look presidential. And he did yes. everything he could not to look presidential. Right. Again, is he, is that's he, why is he, he loses he, next November if he's the nominee. Not against Biden. If, if Biden if Biden gets through, I, I there's such a the, <laughs> the the economy part of it is is is, is the economy is so stupid, bad. right? It's the economy. Yeah, it's is that the problem is if even we, if we get Trump four years, he's he's a lame duck on day one, and he won't. Just like you can't, you, we can't get a speaker. Even if he has a Republican Congress, he's not going to get anything done. Yep. All he can get done is executive orders, which the next president comes in, sits, uh, puts, takes his hand off the Bible, sits down at the Resolute desk and crosses them out. Yeah, I'm not sure why anybody would want to vote for a lame duck on day one. But uh, yeah, you just said it perfect. All right. So we own a piece of Israel now. That's uh, a story this week. You put this in, but uh, it looks like a couple of days ago, Governor Kemp announced he had directed our state to buy more Israeli bonds, $10 million in Israeli bonds to help support their country's defense. I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with this at all. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, and look from, from a business standpoint and, and I, and again, I, uh, uh, I get on principle more than I get on, uh, uh, feelings. Uh, the principle of it, we're going to make interest on that money. Yes. Right. We'll make so, pretty good so interest on this. Yeah. Yeah, there actually will be an ROI, return on investment. So even even if if what happened uh, uh, now a week and a half ago, by the time the show drops, didn't happen, it's not a bad investment for 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 uh, uh, Georgia dollars because we know that's going to be reliable uh, income coming back to us. Yep. Uh, and ten million dollars, honestly, within the state budget is oh, it's is a, a it's 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 ceremonial. It's it's a way of 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 telling the, the Israeli people that the people of Georgia stand with you. Yep, and we've got total we've got total bond investment in Israel twenty five million. So this is just adding. So now we had fifteen million. We put another ten. Yeah, with a state budget of thirty three billion dollars, uh, having twenty five million dollars in bonds is is a, like you said a drop in the bucket. Hey, look, I wish we would do this with with all countries and do it nationally instead of instead of giving aid. Buy bonds. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a loan. You're going to pay me back. But I'm going to help you out of your tight spot right now. Yep. That, that to me, is a, is a much better foreign aid. That, that's much more like... Over. Yeah, that's much more like workfare no, than it I is than, than, than welfare. So I, I, I wouldn't mind that. That's why you're not uh, elected. So, <laughs> that's because I make sense. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm not elected for many reasons. Most, mostly it's my mouth. <laughs> because because I because I will I will I will tell people principled things. Uh, my favorite was Jesse Ventura in the nineties, back before he completely lost his mind. Uh, someone some woman he was running for for governor of Minnesota, and some woman says, "What about this? I got my babies, got to feed. What are, what are you gonna do for me?" He goes, "Well, that's not the government's problem." <laughs> uh, very true. Best 
best answer I ever heard. Yep. Then he completely lost his mind. Uh, so Valdosta is getting hundreds of jobs working with milk. They had a new milk plant, right? So last week, Walmart announced it's going to build a $350 million milk processing plant in Valdosta that will hire up to 400 people that make, on average, $60,000 a year. That's a big in deal Valdosta. for the Valdosta area. Yeah, it's very that, good money. That's, that, that's, that's, that, that's not bad money anywhere in Georgia. I mean, you can't live in Buckhead on it, but but especially if you have a two-income household, you know, sixty for for putting milk into cartons is not bad. Yeah, so this will provide milk to more than seven hundred fifty Walmart and Sam's Club stores in Georgia, and uh, neighboring states. Yeah, and neighboring states. Uh, you know, I thought there's a couple of interesting things about this. They say not that this really matters, but Americans drank twenty-two percent less milk per person in twenty twenty-one. They did in twenty eleven. I personally don't drink milk. Uh, I think it's Not strange. I think it's strange to drink milk from another animal. But uh, yeah, so the, the negative part—not a negative part of this, but kind of the uh, the other side of this—is this is when companies like Walmart do this, and it's happening with farmers around the state of Georgia too. Is it's putting the dairy, the small dairy farmers out of business. So it's just making all these places like Walmart that are building these processing plants. They're just buying up all of the smaller dairy farmers. That's, that's sort of the only negative here is, uh, you know, you see a lot of small farmers, small dairy farmers going out of business when things like this open. But, you know, it is bringing a lot of good jobs to that Valdosta area. Well, yeah, during COVID, how much we were we were just pouring milk down the drain. Yeah, I know. And it'd be uh, subsidized. <laughs> what, what I do like about this is it's decentralization. So in... In manufacturing, any sort of processing, the more you can get under one roof yes, is, right. is the most is the most efficient. However, when you have any sort of interruption, as as we found with the, with the supply chain during COVID, mm-hmm. and even uh, within my industry, uh, there was a tornado that went through Indiana, which hit the I think it was either the carrier or the Linux plant, and it sh- it shut it down. I mean, it, it shut the and of course tornadoes are spring season, so as you're coming into summer and you need all this equipment. Uh, when they have these centralized facilities and one facility goes down, that's it. So when you start talking about the food supply, the, the more the more locations that we can spread that out. Yeah. Now, I, now I know people who drink milk. Uh, Matt Lowe, former host of the show, he's got so many kids that he like said- like a gallon of milk. Oh, he probably drinks two or three gallons he, of milk a if, day with that family. Yeah, he said if he buys two gallons and his wife buys two gallons and they both show up at the house, none of the, not a drop will go bad. <laughs> if, yeah, if I, don't, I, need, I don't do milk. If I need milk for recipe, I buy the smallest thing possible and then end up throwing most of it out. Yep. Because I, I don't drink I don't drink cream in my coffee. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't drink milk. Uh, uh, no, I, I will no. I'll drink a white Russian. I, uh, uh, that's no, the, I'm not that's, opposed. That, yeah, I'm not opposed to one of those. I haven't had one in a while. That's probably the uh, only, Sky Club. Yeah, that's probably the only Sk- thing I would put milk in. Yeah, I, I, I go to the Sky Club, and that's 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 our that's our drink is is, is the White Russian waiting for a flight. But boy, I sound like a snob, don't I? <laughs> no well, I, I have sound like a scumbag because that's what the dude in the Big Lebowski drank was White Russians, the Caucasian. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, it's, I mean it's it's good for the people of Valdosta. the The family farm thing is is such a it's such a a, a much more layered thing than just Walmart buying them up. 
it has a lot to do with inheritance taxes and structuring. Was, yeah, you're reading my mind. Uh, I was about to say that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's structuring your your assets in such a way that your your children can inherit it without inheriting it yep. uh, by use of things like trust, a family mm-hmm. trust where uh, the the farm itself lives on, so no one actually inherits it, so nobody actually pays uh, a, any inheritance tax on it. And that's that's the way that's the way that stuff has to be done. Yeah, because now. you get a lot of people dying nowadays with big farms, and they're land rich but cash poor, and then the family inherits a bunch of land. They've got to pay a big tax bills, and they have very little cash. Yep, so they have to sell it off. Yeah, the IRS shows up and says, "Hey, we value this at fifty million dollars. You owe us twenty five now, please." Now, we don't yep. have twenty five million. Right. So what happens? They end up selling, and who's the highest bidder? Walmart. Or whoever, who, whoever, Borden or, or whoever. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, whoever else it is. All right, Kenny, as our as our COVID uh, show come, starts winding down, do you have any closing <laughs> thoughts? No, I think I'm good. It'll be interesting to see what happens over, uh, this time next week when we report back in again on Israel. Because I know they got ground troops moving in as we speak. So it'll be interesting what goes on in next week. And uh, you and Connie need to get well. Uh, hopefully this... Uh, Trying a COVID job brought back doesn't spread rapidly through Georgia. Well, uh, and I'll tell you, my question: the, the the COVID strain that we got sucks, and I am on the I am on the anti-COVID pill. Uh, Good. Uh, so they, they they did prescribe the the lower uh, dose one one for us because you know we're not that old, but that has helped. But it's uh, it sucks, but it's not beyond being on a ventilator for three months suck. You know, so it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a really bad case of the flu. You, you, you're wiped, even taking a shower, just kind of just, you take a shower and you immediately just want to go lay down. Right. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not anything that, that, that you have to fear like, oh, oh God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hospitalized. No, I'm, I'm not in the best shape. I'm not an athlete. And, uh, and so far, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay with it other, other than making everybody listen to my, my very scratchy voice. So <laughs> big, big, big thank you to Eric Cumby, uh, to Ken Pullen, my partner, and we will talk to you next week. Very